doing it all again. Daggy and Barney are with you to talk footy and drink frothies as we look back on round 26 of the National Rugby League last, the penultimate round, I should say. Generally, it's the last round. One to go. That's what's coming. One to go. We're going to preview that later. So if you've tapped in here, uh, yeah, stick around. We'll preview what's left of the comp that's going to play next week. And look back at what's going on last week. Uh, hello, what's happening? Hey, mate. Highlight of the week, as usual, mate. Oh, thank you. Just sit around, have some beers, have a good chat with a good mate oh, about stop it. something we love to indulge ourselves in over the weekends, or two things we like to indulge ourselves in over the weekends. So, how are you travelling? I'm pretty good. Yeah, can't complain. Indulge I did, so I don't remember some games, so I did have to go back and watch some of Saturday, I'll be honest, but uh, it was for the better that I wiped most of that Tigers game out of my mind. And, yeah, tricky, tricky... Tricky to get much content out of this of the last round because some teams are clocked off. Some teams yeah, preview might go for about ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even the review, I don't know how you really analyse some of those games. But yeah, there's some a, of these games were some interesting yeah. moments in them. Um, but no, life's good. Can't complain. Very what about good. you? Yeah, no. Throwing a few pigs around. It's, um, yes, back you on the road. Get a name for and the last... just gonna... <laughs> no, just back on the road for the last couple of days. So the body's a bit. Body's a so little. Is that I got the new stride, the new shoes. Body's a little weary, but yeah. um, yeah, no, going good. It's actually good to get a bit of physical, you know, break mm. a sweat. How's your boxing career coming? For a couple on? of hours every day. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's going nowhere. Okay, I haven't gone back for a long time, to be honest. <laughs> I really enough. should, but um, yeah. Yeah, life gets in the way sometimes, doesn't it? Does. it? Absolutely. Uh, at least we get free pass to do this. So let's plow on. Uh, where do you want to start with some news? Let's get. The what have we got? Corey found guilty. So judiciary, Corey's found guilty. He's copying all four weeks. We probably won't see him again till next year. Uh, Kerr took the one match. He's the only one took the early one. Uh, apart from sorry, Katoni did too. But I would have imagined he was getting rested anyway. Yes. Happy to cop that early. And uh, where Hargraves is going to fight his up to seven weeks worth of charges, try and get a downgrade on the striking. Uh, I thought he hit him in the head. I think the carry on that he didn't is a bit dumb. <laughs> but I can't imagine him getting too much of a downgrade. Wouldn't think so, no. I'm pretty sure he, um, he cops a minimum two weeks, but, yeah, you'll get the three, I would imagine. Yeah, I think so. So we'll see, wait and see. Well, four if he can. Now he's contested. Four, yeah. He's, uh, he's the worst case plus the three for the the, the headbutt. headbutt. So he's uh, going to play his 300th game back in Australia instead of in Vegas. He got himself into one of those moods that he gets himself into and um, yeah. just spent ten minutes running so around being He's been being in a mood idiot. for about a month now. Yeah. He's been good up to then. He gets that real, you know, the real red mist on, as they say, and then he just loses his mind for five or ten minutes and does a whole heap of stupid shit. But. Injury news. Well, as we, I guess we'll, we'll get breaking news in that, but that could go for two hours. Um, <laughs> injury news, where do you even start? And what it might not really matter for some of these. The key ones were uh, Josh Papali is out for the season. Uh, Fogarty's in doubt with a cheekbone from Canberra as well. They've named Joey Manu, who was limping around last yeah. week. Only played but we'll 20 wait and minutes, see uh, on him. And Caelan Ponga's at the moment an AC joint, they suspect. So they're giving him this week. They think he should be right for finals. Yeah. Uh, there was heaps and heaps of other little bits and pieces, but a lot weren't probably going to play this week anyway. A lot we knew about. Uh, any other major ones I've forgotten? No, There's an extensive list. Everyone's resting everyone anyway, so. Yeah, mate. <laughs> most of the teams that, are, yeah. that have set their spot, well, the top four anyway are pretty much resting everyone. 
So oh, except for the Panthers. The Panthers have named everyone. I suspect should Brisbane fall at the last step there, they may rest a few of those, but we'll wait and see on that. They've gone going home. Oh, of course, obviously a big one. There are some other ones. Let me just get through this. Uh, two other big ones. Oh, three other big ones. Not really big. Liu is out for the season. Uh, Isaac Liu from Titans. Not really a big one. But oh, yeah. uh, the two big ones are Jerome Luai, who yes. dislocated his shoulder. And uh, it's looking like prelim final absolute earliest. You would think so. So what's that, four weeks? Yeah. Four to six might get him into a grand final. I guess we'll see. It's, it's an interesting one because we've seen with shoulders, you bring him back that little bit too early. First tackle of the game, out it pops again. and He'd be, play, you know, he'd be playing under duress, I would imagine, even if they did wait until the grand yeah. final to bring him back. He'd be heavily needled up and... Obviously, a, and a pretty obvious target in defence, depending yeah. on what they do there. Probably try to defend him at um, fullback or on the wing for half the time. But yeah, they'll, they'll, be, look, how they'll well be looking for him. Restructure went on a weekend, but <laughs> uh, look, he's been good. He has been good for three yeah. for the last probably three months, I reckon. So, well, even he's for, a loss as a point. Even of when he's not playing at his best, it, he just suits that structure that they that they do yeah. play. So he, he adds a lot to that Penrith side. So it'd be a massive out if he's not to play again this year. And Torhu Harris is out this week yep. with a back injury. They've rested a few. But the mail around is, and nothing's been confirmed, it could be serious. Yeah, right. And he is, uh, he, well, not only was he enormous on the on Friday night, uh, but... He's been he, close to their best player the is, last month. Well, they can't win the comp without him. Wouldn't think so. I'd go as far to say if they were even a chance. And, yeah, that's a concern. Uh, Luke Metcalf also suffered a hamstring. Tamari Martin's back on board. So I guess we'll wait and see on that, but fingers crossed for Torhu because he's a key part of that team and Massive well, he's, the, you know, he's the leader, the, the tribal the chief. Leader, isn't yeah. he? So that's it in terms of all of that. Uh, and yeah, the rest of the week is all a bit of rubbish. There's been stuff out of Souths. <laughs> Quite an elaborate ploy from South Sydney to start their campaign against the Churchills eight weeks ago and decide not to make the grand final just so they didn't have to accept a <laughs> Churchill medal. So well done on them for their foresight. Uh, but yeah, uh, Rod Church had some dumb things to say. Look, yeah. When I saw at first, I thought, okay, whatever. But when I saw some of the extended message that apparently got out, I thought, yeah, no, he's probably shouldn't have said that. He's had a real good shot at him. Yeah, man. it's a, it's a drunken conversation between a couple of blokes at a bar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Generally, is what when you see that kind of vitriol come out of someone. But yeah, yeah there was um, there was some yeah, inintations towards race and all the rest of that kind of stuff which um, obviously it's not so, something that you want to be commenting on especially probably to some uh, the higher ups in the board mm, but, um, exactly but add it to the list of uh, uh, south, south of the flavour of the, the clickbait of the month so we've heard Messi and we're not really going to indulge too much you know of rumours and whatever we've seen messages about this that and the other being unhappy Cat yeah. Murray's just re-signed yes. till 2028 so he can't be too unhappy well, the club would be stupid not to try and sign him there for Absolutely. life to be real so, and I'm sure that's honest, on the so. coming down the road. Uh, but anything to add on the South? It's good. Debacle. Murray thinks very good signing, obviously. Um, bit of a dagger towards the union because they were, that was the big ne next big name, apparently, that they were looking towards. So doesn't want to go back and play union, rather than stay at South. Um, well, it happens when you don't win games, doesn't it? Um, yeah. When you go from being well, on top of the comp 10, 12 weeks ago, looking, looking like serious contenders, and they've fallen away dramatically. Over the recent weeks, um, everyone was expecting Latrell to come back and the form pick up from Souths, and it's probably gone the other way, to be honest, which is only sort of, I guess, adds to the speculation and the rumours and crap that's going on around the club. Especially it when does they haven't, when really haven't been good. They're, they're, yeah. 
defensive structures haven't been good. Their effort hasn't been good. They've been haggard. Their attack mm-hmm. hasn't been good. Walker's fallen off average. a cliff since yeah. Origin. Um, it does smell like something is going on in the background there, but yeah, unless you've got some some sort of inside knowledge, it's a bit hard to know, isn't it? Exactly. I guess uh, we'll see what this Saturday brings for them, and we'll, well, it all happens over the off season, doesn't Massive it? Massive game. Massive game for South Sydney. Yeah, and uh, they're pushing, yeah, pushing uphill a little bit, but maybe the Roosters are too. Some of the injuries. Mail around that apparently eight eight of the Bulldogs one out of the team now. Yep. Uh, that came out today. That's all oh, the roses off the bloom with Cameron Sorrello signing of the year. That, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. It's hard to try to take a culture of a of a team that is willing to work through whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, but apparently, by the, from what everything we hear, he expects eight to nine hours of training three times a week, and then extras and all the you know, and four hour. Um, uh, recovery sessions and all the rest of that kind of stuff, which is obviously where he's come from. That's what Penrith do because they're a team. They're unified. They're all willing to, you know, work work as hard as anybody out in the competition. And you try to bring that to a culture that's, let's be honest, it's been quite poor for the last what five to ten years at the Bulldogs. Um, and they're not a lot of these guys are not interested in um, you know busting their ass for that kind of amount of time. We saw. I mean, the, the closest. I mean, the closest I've seen is through Madge. He was forced out of the Tigers because he tried to instill what he thought was a premiership winning work ethic and then they'd rather a wins than actually subscribe to it. Uh, it's a very hard thing to do and I don't know if there is a balance. Is I don't know if there's a modern coach has quite found the right balance. No, yeah. It's a or a new, a new wave of coach that's, you know, you could argue Fitzgibbon got close last year. This year, hmm, uh, I don't know. Is there one that's really mastered that art? No, it doesn't seem that way. So um, the art's almost now tricking these kids into doing it and not realising. Bennett's generally been the bloke who... Well, yeah, Bennett, you, you very rarely hear any, um, anything theory. coming out of a player's player base um, yeah. through his entire career and Bellamy. I, I just think it need, they obviously they need a little bit, bit of a let-up every now and then. There's the younger guys, you know, you see the... The 20-year-olds these days, they need a cuddle, they need to be reassured mm. on how good they are and all that kind of stuff, just in general life. So obviously that's going to filter through to a player base. And yeah, I just don't think people aren't willing to work as hard as you look at the blokes in the back in the day that do. You, know, well, you, look, at, you look at real life. 12 no, to no 15 hour days no every single day no of the week. To and, yeah. Get up at 6 a.m. anymore or 4 a.m. anymore to go to work if they have to. So it's almost a case as it of... You know, getting your head around a new age coaching is almost tricking him into wanting to be there. Yeah, yeah. For lack of a better term. <laughs> Trying to make fitness fun or something, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. know. I know I'm not there on the ground. We see what Benji does with his, I guess he's the youngest of them now. Yep. Um, I think I think Oprah one of the big keys over, you know, would be... It took O'Brien a while to get there, and I guess mm. when you listen to him now, you know what they discovered? Maybe hard work is what they needed, so... Generally works better than most other things, but, um, yeah, apart from... I suppose Webster's, Webster's done a good Some job. sort of variation in the way that they do mm. work with their, their fitness and um, conditioning. I guess, yeah, I, I guess the two spruik ones, Peyton and, and Fitzgibbon, have just had their real ups and downs this year. So. Yeah, interesting. Anything else to add on that? <laughs> and in a win for virtue uh, signalling everywhere, Belinda <laughs> Sharp and Casey Badger in the referee NRL games this year. Uh, would you like to comment? NRL final games. <laughs> Uh, NRL games this week. 
Neither will have any effect on the finals, of course. Yeah, well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want them anywhere near a game that would have any effect on the finals, no. considering some of the, <laughs> the things we've seen out of um, their time spent on the sideline and in, in the in the bunker. Um, I get, you know, it's still a full round, and they, they need as many refs as they can get, I guess, at this time of the year. But um, yeah, if if they start getting appointed to positions in in the finals, I'd be pretty disappointed. I couldn't possibly imagine. What annoys me about this is that it's clearly not a merit-based appointment. Doesn't seem that way. And no. I'm all for having female referees commentate. Everything else says nothing in Ockenden, but these. Actually, I'm less critical of Linda Sharp, but what we've seen out of Casey Badger consistently now, I've talked about it before, is not up to first grade standard. Uh, it's a big game for her because if she shits the bed, for lack of a better term, or can't keep up with the play, because mm-hmm. it is, you know, different speed. Yep. Um, it puts it almost puts them back ten years. If there is, if they ever weren't going to go back ten years, but it, it's not a quality, and that's what annoys me more. Yeah. If it was a quality, great. The worst thing so about it is we've both mentioned it. Like the way she <laughs> she talks through a thought process in the bunker and then gives a, a different decision, or yeah. talks herself into making the incorrect decision yeah. <laughs> in the bunker, and it's happened. Would have happened a handful of times in the last what sure. two two times she's if, been if, up there. If she hadn't made a mistake in twelve weeks. Uh, not even 12 weeks. If she'd made a couple, you know. Yeah, one here and there. But she's made howlers on howlers on howlers, and, and now she's a first-grade referee. Yeah. But, hey, they get to make – there'll be newspaper headlines, great. Like, Absolutely. Whatever. <laughs> you know, we're two years away from being where the AFL are. But, anyway, that's a different story for all of that. Um, what are we going to say that some, not, someone's not going to be offended by? Yeah. Be offended. <laughs> What's it going to do for you? <laughs> Good luck to you. Uh, and Supercoach, we will mention this in the main show, but uh, our two Supercoach comps have wrapped up. I have. Congratulations to Robbo's Rompers, coached by Jack, and Coopermaker, coached by Lloyd, Lloyd, who won the two. Well done, both of them. Correct. Big efforts in a very in a high quality a high quality comp actually. Um, great results for both of them. Team list today, team list Tuesday today, really hammered home how important that um well we we gave up those my two money making weeks at the start of the comp to bring our finals forward yep. a week uh, and i'm glad we did because i think if you if you're running super coach comps i would be looking to do that more often because it's uh yeah you, you i'm pretty, to, to pretty have, sure to have a grand final decided with these teams yeah i'm pretty sure the the whole um they brought everything forward, all the grand finals for head-to-head competitions that week because of exactly year, what's happening. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've lost 12, I think 12 players out of my squad this week are being rested, so yeah. I won't even field a full team. So that's going to be interesting come this round. Yeah, but I have put in some uh, really some high scores in the last four or five weeks. Unfortunately, Pip last a couple of weeks ago in the finals, but. I think ever since then I've topped the scores for <laughs> since I got knocked out of the comp. But yeah. what do you do? Yeah, and I won the minor premiership in a comp, so hey, I'll beat the, I won the bottom eight comp anyway. So, um, and I've got to give three people shout outs. I from. got you in the other one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so we're, we're the, best of the, we're, we're, the best we're, of the losers. We're great losers. Yes, we are great uh, losers. I want to give shout outs to three people who have done an outstanding job, uh, which gives you a bit of an idea of the level of. One of our competitions, Fisho, yep, is currently 500th overall. 
Yeah, killing it. Top 1%. Cooper Maker Lloyd, who won the comp, 720th overall. Yep. And GT, our statistician, 1249th overall. So all top 1%. Beautiful. Uh, obviously, all three are in the running for a, good, a smart set of tracky decks this, yeah, yeah. this year. But uh, congratulations to all of them. Outstanding effort. Uh, and I guess that's what Ooh, we've got to get That'd be past. interesting for GT if you can get... Um if you yeah, get a good score this week, because there'll be a lot of those top teams that'll be missing you a know, lot of players. It'll be frustrating for a lot of these players. Not having some, of these, some of these could go <laughs> a thousand, a thousand, two, three, four thousand spots. Yeah, because they've way. lost half their team. Yeah. Uh, or get snarked by someone who's yep. hanging around for that reason. But anyway, um, I just wanted I'm to. I'm pretty give, sure GT did have a couple of trades and maybe a boost up his sleeve as had, well. No, so. I think he had two <laughs> last I spoke, but I could be corrected. But. Um, yeah. Well, he was very proud of himself, and then went and looked. Yeah, um, as he should be. Absolutely, should be. And went and looked. We had two higher than him, so well done to all of those. Uh, that is a great effort out of uh, the top twenty to have three of our own in yep. the top. Uh, and a lot top of them. One percent. A lot of ours were all. We had a lot of players over thirty-one, thirty-two thousand as well. So that's very good all year. Yeah, I think. As a um, I think ninety-five percent of our comp was in the top thirty percent of mm. of the whole thing. So, so congratulations, yeah. all of uh, everyone involved. We'll say. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we get into this review? No, mate. Let's do that. We kick off on Friday night with the Eels 32 defeating the Panthers 18. Uh, and again, as the Eels have done, Eels now I think are four and two last six times they've started. Yes. And uh, really making and, and really set out again to make Penrith chase and to upset the defensive structure, and it worked really well, Barn. But start with some stats first. Four tries to six, one out of four conversions, played three out of six for Parramatta. One out of one penalties for Parramatta. 83% completion, played 78% completion. 259 plus running metres and 72 plus post contact metres for Penrith, which was unusual. Five line breaks to seven. 48 tackle bus, played 39. 12 offloads for Penrith, 13 for Parramatta. Four force dropouts to one. 330 tackles, played 340. Nine errors apiece, four penalties conceded to three, two ruck infringements against the Parramatta side. Uh, Sivo with 154 supercoach points, Gutherson with 118, and Cleary with 109. Um, yeah, well, fired up Paris team. Came out from the very first minute of this game. Uh, they're determined to keep the ball alive and attack from the start of the match, get the ball out to the edges, which caused all sorts of problems for the Penrith side. Um, Penrith seemed a little flat. Let's be honest. Um, this was worst. Let's be honest. No, Penrith. This was probably the worst game they've played in last three or four three weeks. Years. They've probably been sliding a little bit. And um, yeah, this is hopefully for Penrith the culmination of their slide and they start to build back up again. But yeah, um, yeah they they did seem a little flat. Um, and they seemed to lose a little bit more energy after about twenty minutes as well. They, they seemed to sort well, of. I think once the chase was on the table, like well, who's dragging us out of this? It sort of went there, yeah, maybe not. Well, it coincided with Luai going off as well. Yeah. A lot of the energy got sucked out of out of the Penrith team when that happened. Um, and, yeah, just the physicality out of uh, Parramatta. You saw the likes of Paulo. Um, Cartwright had a massive game again. Hopgood were really physical in the middle of the field. Um, and the constant offloading and ball movement, just making Penrith chase continually. Like you, They'd get two and three into a tackle and then they'd have to get two and three into another mm. tackle. And the, neither of those tackles got made, and then someone's chasing someone we've, down we've the wing. We've talked so often how we have Penrith have so many in the right spot at the right time, 
and this is the right game. That, that was the right gameplay to offloading and, and try and get a little bit more broken field yep. is what you need, uh, which allowed Gutho then to dig into the line further. Well, it's a great way to beat any tide, really. Of if course. you can obviously drag in a couple of defenders well, and then keep the ball moving uh, without the tackle being affected, it's it's fantastic way to pull the defense well, apart. Probably Para and Canberra at their best are the two best. Mm-hmm. Warriors can do it. Warriors, and obviously Brisbane. Brisbane are obviously very focused through that real middle channel, but yeah. um, they're probably the best at that. And yeah, kept Penrith constantly on the move, and they the, Penrith were begging for half time. Like <laughs> yeah. Parramatta didn't want it to come, and Penrith really needed the rest uh, coming into that half time break. Twenty two four at half time, and um, I don't Parramatta didn't throw another offload. I don't think in the second half. I'm pretty sure mm. they just tucked it under the wing and went. We we'll just grind this out, and, um, go through the middle, and, and that's been. I reckon of those two, they did lose against Penrith. That cost them in those other two if they well, kept, they kept playing. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they did keep up, kept but, up with that energy. Um, that they were still coming with plenty of physicality and, and energy, and um, they got into the grind. A couple of um, Penrith's tries were sort of one-on-one misses off Parramatta blokes who were just sort of, you know, basically put the game to bed and <laughs> weren't putting in a hundred percent effort there. And Penrith managed to claw back a couple of tries at the back end of the game, but. Um, Made the scores probably flutter, Penner for a little bit. I thought they probably they could have been beaten by um, a fair bit more. But, um, yeah, Parramatta were a fantastic effort to cap off their year. Well, when Penner scored their last, when Cleary scored, that was a Cleary scored last round. <coughs> um, it was almost like Parra just knocked that gear up for a bit, got that last yeah. try and got out of there uh, with Gutho on one leg and everything. 100%. Yeah, he was hobbling for a long time. He was hobbling at the start of the game and then yeah. <laughs> still hobbling, what, 60 minutes in and had well, to was, be changed. Was a, was it menis- meniscus or MCL or something like that? I assume it was probably that bad before he started and he's just aggravated it and yeah. get through. One of the big things I did like to see it, that I saw out of Parramatta was um, the halves and Gutherson were all sort of playing different positions during the mm-hmm. game. Brown and Arcee were continually swapping between seven and five, uh, seven and six, and Gutho would chime in and he's playing a bit of first receiver. He was playing the centre sweep line, and mm-hmm. he was playing a bit of six as well. So, made him a bit hard to you know to shut down that attacking structure when they were, yeah. when they were coming to the edges for Penrith as well. So. Yeah, uh, I, let's give him his roses. Gutho was amazing in this game. Absolutely, it's fantastic. Uh, as I said, dug in the line a couple of times to really. Uh, and and the other thing to point out is look at. It's easy to say, oh, your best teams plug people into positions and do whatever. Structure's hard when all of a sudden you... you well, for Penrith, they've taken out two blokes. That you've taken 550 metres out of their kick returns in yep. Edwards and uh, Taruva. Yep. You've then moved Crichton back. You've then put a whole new edge on the side. Sorensen was out as well. And Sorensen. Yeah. So which is... And with all due respect to him, it's effectively a reserve grade edge. Kenny. Uh, and, you know, they're all individually talented. They're going to be good football players, but they're coming from... You know, reserve grade. Yeah, 100%. To play. and uh, Not up to the week in, week out of first grade. they targeted it and targeted it well and, and pulled it apart really well. Um, Gutho, as you said, with uh, the, where they popped up on certain times, Gutho ran back through the middle when it suited, swept twice and threw rainbow balls, uh, dug into the line once for a great ball out again out to Sivo, who capitalised with his four tries. Um, but He had a um, night just, out Sivo. Just How funny a, is it when he sniffs a try, he's the, oh, he's he's the biggest the human in the world. Yeah. <laughs> when nothing's going on, he's very uninterested. Mm-hmm. The big fella. I thought um, Fish and Yo were, were good, uh, as was Peachy. He did miss a, a couple of um, important tackles, Peachy, but um, that that happens out in the centres. 
Martin and Crichton, I thought, had very good games. Um, Crichton looked dangerous at times at, at full in the fullback position. And clearing Jenkins were great. Young Jenkins on the out in the wing, he, he looks like a, a definite prospect for someone. Mm -hmm. He may end up getting pinched and taken out of this Penrith system just because they've got a thousand wingers I that are floating around. Back as well, he's wearing a fullback. Yeah, okay. So um, yeah, wouldn't be surprised if some Could people start sniffing around him after his last couple of performances for this Penrith side. Um, I thought Lussick and Madison were good for mm -hmm. for the Parramatta side. Cartwright, Hopgood were awesome, and. Um, Jesus. <laughs> Dylan Brown, Gutherson and Sivo had awesome matches. Yes, they did. Uh, and that's where I'll send the three points. Three to Gutho, uh, two to Sivo, one to Brown. Yep. Well, I, I could had, argue Cleary for Penrith as well. No, you could argue Cleary was good. Everything then, he touched was um, very important for Penrith. Well, he pass, was the beal. Without him in the field, they don't score a point. And uh, probably concede another couple of tries. So he was. I, I don't disagree with that. Uh, Honourable mention to Borlo. Yeah. I thought he had a really good game, but I, I don't. I'm, I'm okay. With, I'm happy to give throw all three to Power here because yep. that's fine. Uh, well, ultimately, what I, I just treat this game as an anomaly. You know, it was what it was. We treat Penrith as what we're going to get in two weeks' time, uh, rather than what we get today uh, here or even maybe this, this week weekend. Coming. So yep. that said, at some point, there's got to be a tipping point. One of these teams where you can't just rest. Everyone for three weeks and expect them to be firing and fresh. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and but we've seen in the past where Penrith have had their pants pulled down in a. Penrith have set one. their standard, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like during Origin time when they had half their team missing, they were still beating up on teams. Mm. You know what I mean? So That's right. they, they've set the expectation of what they do, how they how they are, when they just have to plug and play, plug and put players in. Yeah. Like you can't tell me any of the blokes that went out there would have been going, oh, we had this bloke out, we had this bloke out. Mm. We had, they'd all be filthy. That they no, lost. that's all their fans. That's all I've heard from their fans. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's Ivan right. would be filthy. Nathan would be filthy. The most of that side would be filthy, apart yeah. from the young blokes who've just sort of gotten their start. You know, they, yeah, they'd be ecstatic. But yeah, the majority of that squad would be filthy on losing. Okay, so, and again. I think even uh, Cleary's post-match comments reflected that how filthy. Mm. So we'll see what we. Uh, We'll get served up in a couple of weeks. Great with Parramatta. Good. We'll see him next year now. We will start. How are we going to do this? We're going to start doing bottom four reviews in a few weeks. Yep. As I said, I wouldn't mind getting some different fans voices. and different voices on for that. So whether I even look at bringing on a Parramatta fan next week uh, to talk about Paris specifically, I'll think about it. But uh, we've probably got a bit of, we probably, let's get a couple of weeks into finals and wait till the table's a bit clearer. Absolutely. Friday night kicked off with the Warriors and the Dragons, 18-16. Tough game. Scoreboard, uh, a bit of a liar in this one. I thought there was um, – uh, both teams did leave points out there, but I, I, to, m to me I thought this was more of a 20-plays sort of 16 effort. I, I thought the Dragons probably should have scored another one or two. I think so too. Right. Uh, I, th I thought Dragons gave them real crack here. Yeah. But I'll give my final thoughts at the end. You can do three the tries first. to one, two out of three conversions played, one out of one for the Dragons. That breeze just got cold, didn't it, David? <laughs> one out of one penalty attempts for the Warriors. Seventy-six percent completion played, seventy-eight percent for the Dragons. Four hundred and seventy-two plus running meters and one hundred and seventy-four plus post contact meters for the Warriors. Four line breaks to one. Forty-seven tackle busts for New Zealand or the Warriors. Sorry, <laughs> thirty for the Dragons. Ten offloads to four. One force dropout for the Dragons. 335 tackles played, 376. 11 errors to 12. 10 penalties to 7. And two ruck infringements against the Dragons. Chance Nickel Clockstab with 89 supercoach points. 
Uh, Fanua Blake with 84 and uh, Blake Laurie with 76. He was good, Blake Laurie. He was very good. Um, ever since he's been in and around that captaincy position, he's mm. been... Um, he's, he's, let's be honest, he's probably been their best forward for the entire year, yeah. minus Jack DeBellin. Uh, and Is even he then, gone? he'd be... Um, I'm pretty sure he copped a knee injury. Or a hip yeah, injury he did. or something. Yeah, he did. But... Um, yeah, the Dragons again put in a very big effort in this match, um, considered, and uh, which would probably piss off a few of their supporters, to be honest. Leave a bit of a sour taste in their mouths, considering some of the efforts they put in during this year, and some consecutive efforts. There was three and four weeks in a row, some uh, during the season where the Dragons were just non-existent, basically playing against uh, <laughs> playing against their opposition, and for them to come out, what's this, three or four weeks in a row and put in big efforts, like still not get the the victory, but. That's all you really ask, even if you don't have the best squad, is that you know that they're having a crack every week. Yeah. So you can you can put up with a year or two if they're having a crack every week. But, <laughs> yeah, the results obviously oh, haven't and, come and either. I so. think if you're a Dragons fan, you're entitled to be a little bit happy with what you've seen from the young blokes Oh, as absolutely. Well. So, yeah. you know, you know you can trust your Russells. A bit of freshness and, in the back uh, row. Malhizens and whoever. Because I don't think they've signed anyone of a note. And unfortunately, this is we live in a world where you're not going to sign anyone of a note if you're down at the bottom eight anymore. Probably so, not. You've got to either grow your own or um, try and pick up a, a scrap from somewhere, and I don't think they have. I know there's a lot of a lot a lot of water to go under the bridge. So, second week in a row, the Warriors have looked tired. Yeah, maybe three, um, but definitely the last two, they've looked like a, a a team that needs a bit of a rest. Obviously, a lot of a lot of blokes are getting a freshen up this week, which would um, should be an advantage to the Warriors uh, coming into the finals, but. Um, Fantastic effort for them to be where they were, where they are. Yeah, uh, they've, yeah they've been absolutely. playing great footy uh, for a big part of the year. Um, after about twenty minutes, it looked like it was just going to be a procession. Like the Warriors scored twice in that first twenty-minute period, and it looked like they were just going to go through the go through the motions and uh, and win. But the Dragons had some really desperate defence. I think they saved two or three tries in that. Yeah, in about a half an hour period, oh, either and then, side of and then even half time. you talk about flattering the other way. Even if Sloan just grounds a ball and doesn't Sloan about, uh, it's still a twelve six game or whatever yeah, it was. 12, 10, 6. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ten six five minutes to go, and then yeah, yeah. as you said, Sloan Sloan around and yeah. <laughs> tried to pick it up and just completely missed it. And Fanua Blake fell on it, and that was pretty much the end of the game. But. Um, Warriors did get exposed a few times of what you've mentioned in the last couple of weeks with their outside backs. Yeah. Um, Dragons didn't have too many troubles standing them up a couple of times. They didn't result in points, but um, they definitely broke them open mm-hmm. uh, plenty of times on those edges. Um, and, and, yeah, the Warriors relied on a bit of scramble to really, you know, just shut it back, shut it down and keep them out. But um, Dragon, Dragons starting pack held their own. Their bench didn't help the cause, though. Their bench was pretty much fucking non-existent. Uh, did very little. And um, it was similar on the Warriors' side. Their bench wasn't fantastic either, but, um, yeah, it's... I thought Dan Russell again was very good, as was Michael Molo. Suli had a strong game. Um, one of his better games for the year. Amon was... Amone was very good. Showed some of those touches that he was putting in at the back end of last year as well, so... Really needs to develop, though. Uh, a lot of I consistency. I wonder if he... Because um, obviously he had the issues at start. I wonder if he had a full pre-season or whether he came in... Maybe not. I don't know if he did or he didn't. I don't know the rules around that, whether he still did. But well, he was no fault stand down. No, I think you can... Can you train? I'm pretty sure well, the Valon was still know. training at certain yeah, points. Yeah, maybe he did. 
anyway. The only one I can think of is I think I think Fainu was the manly Fainu was training before he um, went away. Yes, <laughs> went away. Very good. Um, Laurie was easily. I could be the, wrong though. So Laurie was right, easily the best dragon. Um, Egan Walker, Nia Corey had a very good impact, especially ball in hand. Pompey and Sean Johnson were very good. Uh, Tohu, Fanua Blake, and Curran had fantastic performances. They were probably the best. Tohu was incredible. Oh, and Chance. Chance was brilliant. Um, Tohu, just what he got through, and if he had a bad back at the time. I think he's had a bad back since he had the other bad thing. Um, oh, he's 34, his body can't be feeling great, but yeah. um, he was phenomenal here. Uh, what was it, 40 plus tackles, 200 metres, and. Um, I had him for the three. Uh, who did you say? Chance. Yes, yes. Him for two and for Blake for one. Fanor Blake for one. Yeah. Uh, and who's the only Karen you mentioned? Karen and Laurie, but they're they're not probably notable mentions. Yeah, uh, I do. I do want to say that I do think, and I, I was saying, you know, ten weeks ago, uh, that the Warriors could make a grand final. The tank's empty. Yep. I'm very interested to see how much they get out of this week off. Uh, people need it. Obviously, I'm sure there's more niggles than just Toru in that team. Yeah. But they they limped past the Titans. They limped past the Tigers. They limped past Manly. All, all, all three of those games, uh, luck goes the other way, they lose. Yeah, 100%. And you could argue here if luck goes the other way, they lose. Uh, and I just felt this, this, but this was a moster. I've just thought, like all of those, I could forgive to an extent. This was a most. I thought, eh, nah, no, nah, I think they're a bit cooked. But they've overperformed. A fantastic season. Yeah, they were happy to go into their shell and just sort of, you know, yeah. slog it out for 45, yeah. 50 minutes, which hasn't been their go all year. I, yeah, I think that's you're, right. You're pretty so, right. They're, they're um, running low on energy. It, at the it, it just, yeah, yeah they're spluttering. Uh, hopefully, they get a bit out of this week, and we see the best of them in a couple of weeks. But that, that was my take. I think it's time to say well done. Thanks, but uh, move on. Yeah. Hopefully they get a kick in the ass with the rest and half their side. But I think, uh, yeah, happens. I think so. Well, they need it. We we'll want to see it first. Uh, Friday night, the main event, the store. No, it wasn't. It was Dolphins the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Uh, talk about a team gassed out. We saw it again here. Cowboys look sharp did. enough. Uh, what they. You went in this game with concerns over the. I went in this game with concerns over the Dolphin Edge, and they stripped him left. They stripped him right. Then they went back and stripped him right again and stripped him left. But uh, what did the stats say first? And we can talk about two tries for the that. Dolphins, six for the Cowboys. One out of two conversions played, five out of six. A missed two-point field goal attempt by the Cowboys. Sixty-three percent completion for the Dolphins. Eighty-two percent for the Cowboys. Two hundred ninety-nine plus running meters and one hundred and three plus post-contact meters for the Cowboys. Three line breaks to eight. Thirty-four tackle busts played. Thirty-five. Seventeen offloads to six. One force dropout for the Dolphins. Two for the Cowboys. A forty-twenty kick by the Dolphins side. Three hundred fifty-three tackles played. Three hundred eleven. Thirteen errors from the Dolphins. Nine from the Cowboys. Four penalties conceded from both teams. One inside the ten against the Dolphins. And a sin bin for the Dolphins. Kerr with the hip drop. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty fair. I call, I would imagine. Drinkwater with 124 yeah. Supercoach points. Asako with 111. And Labert with 91. Uh, massive, massive figures for the do- the Cowboys outside backs, as I mentioned. And then they stripped them. They made ground. They were physical. They just were better than them. Tualangi, Hiku, Felt all over 200 metres. And uh, Labert, very good, hitting a couple of nice holes for his points along the way, which helped both of us. 
beat three or four blokes yeah. and both times that he went to the line to score. Um, yeah, very nice footwork and pace for the young fella. Uh, top game for, obviously, in first grade. Dolphins were completely outplayed in the first half in every position on the field, realistically. Um, low on energy, looked disinterested for big parts of that first half as well. Like, there's yeah. blokes walking, blokes, you know, just... Watch, make, expecting the bloke inside him to make the tackle and not really moving. Um, yeah, leaving it, leaving the job for someone else to do. The forward pack for the Dolphins never really broke even with the with the cow, uh, Cowboys either. Uh, they're pretty well beaten. They did have three or four strong performers, but there was five or six average or poor performers in in that pack as well. So add that all together, it's not um, not very good. The halves struggled to provide. And errors consistently just broke. Like anytime they did seem to have a bit of the ball, they just made a mistake. Yeah. Turned it back to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys made them pay for it. Um, they weren't at their complete best, the Cowboys, but as a squad, they were they were pretty good. Um, Wallace and Graham had decent efforts from the Dolphins. Aitken and Kafusi Lemuelu had had very nice games as well, uh, but it was. Uh, probably Hammer and Osako that were the best of the Dolphins. Osako was a standout by, by a long way. Um, Din's passing game was really good, um, I thought. And I've seen a lot of halves this year, especially in the Supercoach world and and just in general mentions, not get the um, the plaudits I think they probably deserve, the way that they set up the outside backs. Like the guys who finish it are the ones who are getting all yeah, the raps yeah. and, you know, the, the one know, that makes the tackle. We're quite conscious of that, like we've, stuff we've like been that. a bit of winger sluts lately, you know. But, yeah. um, but the way that Dean was getting them into position and yeah. pick, choosing and picking and choosing that, ability, that, that long ball and have, short ball. But what makes him dangerous is when he digs into the line, mm. he can get around and then throw a good or long ball yeah. in the line and then it sets up them to hold back. So then he's got a bit more space and time. There was another one in a, a game I'll, I'll get, we'll get to, obviously, when we talk about it, that um, really nobody mentioned him at all and he got fuck all super coach points, but I thought he was brilliant in the game I'm we played. I'm interested to um, and write in and tell us through all our mediums, X and uh, Threads and YouTube and wherever else we are. Old man Facebook. Old man Facebook. We might, for shits and giggles, have a crack at NRL Fantasy next year and see Put what that brings up. us. Yeah, why not? Well, just interesting because I know they do provide know a lot more points for and, kicking and, and uh, defensive work, and um, like your base is lower, but your your meter output's higher. I think yeah, in, infield kicking's a big yeah, one. That sort of thing, the, yeah. they, they, they do put towards it as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, Dean's passing game was very good. Robson, Lee, Lua, Tuolangi all had good games. Lukey and Cotter were the best of the Cowboys. They well, of the forwards, sorry, they were fantastic. Uh, Finney Fuinaki, very good. Again. Only played about twenty minutes, but that what about that flick pass when yeah, you got through right. the line to put to put points on uh, the try assist? Laybutt was awesome, and um, yeah, drink water was probably he was the one that iced it. Everything else, yeah. So he was the guy putting blokes away at the, to score the tries. I had him with the three points. I gave Laybutt two. I thought he, his performances were brilliant. Um, Maybe not as much work as some of the outside other outside backs, but some yeah beautiful footwork and finishing to score those tries. And I I think you have to give Asako one point from absolutely the Dolphins. both his tries were great individual efforts yeah. and did a mountain other work. Uh, well, he's at times he's nearly, nearly any bloke on the field. It feels like him and Hammer. So 
Yeah, well, we're, we're, they're going to run, what, 13th, 14th? He's going to be the top point scorer, top try scorer. Well, very close. It's going Absolutely, to be, yeah. it's coming down to a race at the moment, but um, well, he's, he's leading had, both at the moment. So. I think he's all but got the tries wrapped up now, so. And he's another, there's been a lot of good stories this year, and he was and you could see front it a, setter for a while, but yeah. he should be considered a great story, because him and Sean Johnson, yes. um, and we'll talk about them when we get into our reviews. Dallin, Dallin was looking gone. Dallin. 12 months ago. Dead and buried, yeah. But Asako was, um, you could see it coming through the Penrith, uh, the Broncos squad. Yeah. He had the skills, he had the talent, but he was so inconsistent. Yeah. And, um, and he went to Titans at that game where he just tore the Brisbane team apart. And that yeah. was it. And we didn't, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's fantastic. So, drink water three, lay butt two, Asako one. I'm okay with that. And, yeah, I want to mention, I think Hiku still had a good game. I saw this for him out the other week. He was very good. Did, and, yeah, you've, you've covered it all off. Uh, what I take away from this is I'm sort of doubling down on what I said a month ago about I'm worried about where the Dolphins are going to be this time next year because you see how tired some of the, the Ks in some of these legs now. Yeah. What fresh blood. And we haven't seen any. No. Uh, Harrison Graham, I guess, is it. Uh, yeah, but they what, don't really need, unless they're going to push no, him into right. the back he's row. Only covered, he's only there because Jerry he's Marshall only covering not. Hooker. Um, yeah, they what, need what, what is being brought to the rowers. table here yeah. by anyone? At least even even with a, a Tigers and a Dooldogs, you can go and name a Blake Wilson. You can name a yeah. Pole. You can name a... Uh, they've, they've found something this year. Well, they have started from scratch, obviously. And I know, I, I, I do, absolutely understand that. I do expect them to bring probably seven or eight people into their squad coming into next year, yeah. unless they do have some younger talent that they've signed up yeah. and is waiting in the wings. But I, I'd be very surprised if they don't add six, seven, eight blokes to that roster going into next I know, year. And they've got Flegler and... Uh, Herbie. Herbie. So yeah. can't, they're not bad. They're not bad things. Yeah, no, 100%. Anyway, and uh, Cowboys, uh, they play Penrith this week. We'll see what happens. Whatever. Answering all the trivia questions off air as we get to Saturday afternoon where the Storm took on the Titans, beat the Titans and... Unconvincingly, it did beat them. And my notes say Harry Grant is good at the football. <laughs> That's all I wrote for this game. Uh, what would the stats say though? Six tries to three, five out of six conversions, two out of three for the Titans, one out of one penalty attempt for the Storm. And one out of one field goal attempts from one Cameron Munster. 81% completion played 84%. 300-plus running metres for the Storm. Eight line breaks to seven. 43 tackle bus played 36. 11 offloads to 18. One force dropout to three. 298 tackles played 299. Nine errors to six. Uh, seven penalties conceded to nine. Three ruck infringements against the Storm. Two against the Titans. One inside the 10 against both sides. Brian Kelly with 97 supercoach points. Uh, Xavier Coates with 89 and Cameron Munster with 87. It was unconvincing. Uh, I thought Titans were tough. Titans were, again, as they have been since old mate got sacked. They've been physical up for the contest and made them work very hard, at least start with. Um, where do you want to start with this game, though? Uh, the, their, yeah, where do you want to start? Yeah, an hour into the match. There's only two points in this game. You know what I mean? That's, um, that's a really good you know, effort from the Titans to keep it as close as they did. 20 minutes to go, Harry Grant starts buzzing around dummy half and <laughs> has two lovely try assists. Uh, one with a little short ball to Christian Welsh and a little grubber inside for Katoa and that basically put this game to bed. Um, 
it's just that one of those things. Melbourne, they're just one of those teams that they will hang in, hang in, even when they're not playing their best, and then you give them a couple of opportunities and they cash in on them. It's, you know, it's why they're in the top four <laughs> majority of years. Um, it's why they're always pushing for a premiership at this time of the year. Uh, even, yeah, when they're, when they're not playing great, they, they find a way to um, cash in on those opportunities and they just seem to be able to create points better than a majority of teams in the competition, whether it's Munster, well, at, at Hughes their, or Gary Grant. At their best, them and Souths are the two that... Uh, just need just need that shot. Just need mm-hmm. everything to click, and all of a sudden there's six. All of a sudden there's twelve. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Xavier Coates had a brilliant game. Like the one of the highlights of the game was that uh, the the jump and the catch over the top of I think it was his opposition winger, and then he streaks away and beats two or three blokes to score next to the post. That was a, a lovely bit of play off um, off a monster kick there. Um, <coughs> the storm did get pushed in the middle of the field. Um, Titans really took it to him in the middle of the field and they stre- they got stretched on the edges as well a couple of times. Brian Kelly had probably the best game of his life. The one, the, the best thing that I saw out of him was he took the ball like a second row, ran straight into three blokes and then got an offload away <laughs> and then they managed to score off the back of it. So it was, um, yeah, but he was he was really up for the fight in this game, um, had, had a very good game. Again, it was the bench. The bench from the Titans really struggled. They, they did very little. Um, Storm was very similar, except for Bronson Garlic, who was really good off the bench. But um, the other three really didn't add a, add much at all coming uh, coming into the game once the the forward rotation got got in there. So, um, but you know the entire. Oh, I will just say for the sake of saying it, it's good to see Pappenhausen back on the field. Yeah, and it's absolutely. good to see him. Not sh- he had the second hit up. Yeah, once he, got back no, out he, there, he was playing sure. as a as he was 13, sort of playing really. thirteen exactly, yeah. and um, um, he wasn't he wasn't scared to run into the the line. But you know he. Limited minutes, yeah, yeah. not a you're huge not, impact. Not out of you know it, what I mean? Saying it's but, good. It's, but, like, he had the first touch, and then he had um, took the next hit up, and then two in the next set. I'm and, pretty uh, sure it was. Like, okay, as well. cool. I think just for him as much anyway. Following everyone uh, around in again, support. He, yeah. Yeah. So um, the entire starting side for the Storm were very good. Like there was, I don't think there was anyone in that starting side that uh, that wasn't good. AJ and Jojo were okay for the Titans. They they popped up a couple of times and uh, were threatening with the ball in their hand. Jolliffe and um, Cleese Haas were good. They they did a good job in the middle of the field for the Titans. Tino and Randall were very strong again. That Randall, they need, just need to find him a position. I know they were playing him at dummy half last year, but I think he needs to find whether he plays um, second back rower or... Uh, even the bench, but they need to increase his minutes a little bit, I think, because um, every time he's been given 50 or 60 minutes, he, he has a big impact on the game for the Titans. So. If you had a bigger forward pack, you could almost run him as a lock and try and get, play him as a McGuinness type. Yeah. But And you've got... And, and you've got Tino Mo and Fafita there, so it's not like you have But even if they do pack, use him as a 14, they've got to give him, give him more minutes. Him he's got to play an hour. Yeah. I mean, uh, God, he's very good in defence, but he... he his creativity in the last, what has it been? Since uh, old mate got injured. Seven, uh, eight weeks. He's been very good. He's been one of the better points of attack too. Yep. Uh, Kelly had a great game, as I mentioned. Warwick, Seve and Grant were very good. Um, Nelson and Welch were, had a pretty good game in the middle of the field and were probably the reason that the Titans didn't dominate the middle of the field, really. Um, Meany, Katoa, Munster and Hughes were outstanding. They were the four big players uh, for them. And Coates had a brilliant game as well, obviously. 
cashed in on probably two easy tries, but created or at least one easy try. But uh, the other two he had to really work for. So I, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was I was giving Harry three because I can. But what were you thinking? I thought Harry only really got involved for 10 minutes, to be honest. Like, okay. I know he, he did a bit of tackling. I thought when he came on, that. but even when he came on, because he started slow again, when he came on, they started looking much better. Yes, yes. With his, his service was outstanding, as it always is, and opened up. That's when it started opening a bit more. But uh, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. He got those two tries. I thought fair. Coates and Munster on that left edge were the big reason that the Storm were able I to get points early in the game. Um, and having, only because we probably never mention him, but Seve, since he's come back, has been fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, physical breaking holes. Um, see why they stuck with him for for the, the times they have, mm. and I think he's added something back here in a team that doesn't didn't have a lot of other points of attack uh, until he came back. Really, because look, probably the first fifty minutes of this game, it was Hughes and Munster that were the, the two that were really controlling the the game in the middle of the field. Yeah, um, no, I, I, Munster I opened up that left edge a couple of times with Coates and. Um, I think it was was Seve out on that left edge mm. as well, wasn't it? And he was the one that was getting the ball out there up, and getting them into positions. It gives Munster that space to space because he's got the opportunity. Yeah, and he throws the, the dummy and then or, goes or through. Or he doesn't mind doing the um, the sweep, the fullback sweep when it gets to or gets a bit of a pop up, and yeah. and he's so dangerous with space. Made Munster. a couple of line breaks and all the rest of, of it. Nice I didn't yeah. even have Grant for a point to be honest. <laughs> but let me think about this. So you going? You going Munster? I had Coates. I think it was three or four tries. Um, Two of them were just individual brilliance to get them points they when were, they really they were needed them. Tries. And then and it was Munster with the, the big break down the, the left-hand edge to create a try for for. Um, he kicked, for he kicked that ball for Coates too, didn't he? He did. And All then, right, that's fine. fine. Then I had Hughes, Katoa or Brian Kelly for the one. I think if Hughes stays on for the entire game, I'll probably get, end up giving him the three points. But um, I think the, the injury probably cost him. Meany was good too, actually. Just to throw that out. They're all good. They're all good out. The yeah. Walsh was good. Uh, all right. Uh, no, no. Go with, uh, uh, go with Brian Kelly. Coates, Munster, Brian Kelly. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. Coates, Munster, Brian Kelly. Uh, you're happy with Melbourne out? They're just going to bring what they're going to bring to a final. Yeah. You're going to bring intensity. If they don't get bashed out of the game, they're going to make you beat them. I think they're going to get stretched. Uh, be a f- but here's the thing. Who's actually going to stretch anymore apart from the two obvious? Yeah, Warriors will give them a, a good um, stretch as well. Um, <laughs> but M- Munster at the uh, uh, that spine at their best oh, could blow teams and off the field that, as well. That, that so. If they can nurse there and get there, um, yeah, okay. Do you have anything else to say? Move on. Not particularly. Uh, we get to do have much to say about this game. Roosters and <laughs> the do they get to forty eight in the end? Jesus. I don't, I don't remember that. 32 48. to 8, oh, wasn't it? No, the girls got beat oh, 48. God, yeah. It was also <laughs> promising there. Gosh. 38, uh, 32 to 8. Five. One try to five. <clears throat> Excuse me. Five tries to one. Five out of five conversions for the Roosters. One out of one for the Tigers. And one out of one penalty attempt for each side. 72% completion played 73%. 478 plus running metres and 95 plus post-contact metres for the Roosters. Eight line breaks to three, 38 tackle busts to 31, 10 offloads to five, three force dropouts to two, 351 tackles played 330, 12 errors to 15, nine penalties conceded to five, two ruck infringements to one and one inside the 10 against the Roosters. And a sin bin for the Roosters. Suwali'i with 128 supercoach points, Cheese with 90 and then four other players before you got down to Bateman for the Tigers on 63. 
seemed to... Oh, look, Tigers are in this game for a, a good 40, 30-something minutes. A lot of it was um, both teams really struggled to start the game. Well, they were just trading error after error. <laughs> One team would fuck up, the other team would fuck up. And This, yeah. this is every Tigers game we've seen this year. They almost dominated field position for a good 15 minutes. Then they went back the other way for a bit. Neither team could capitalise. Uh, Appy's playing three spots in the spine these days, so it's not easy on him. He got blown away in the last half an hour. And, but you could tell after that, uh, you just knew after that Tupo try. They like It's like you could feel those two sets there, Walker clicked, yep. and they were just Jared and go, okay, if we just spread the ball, get everyone back involved, we're going to score. And that's what happened. It was like, you, 100%. I think even Vossi's call was like something like, oh, the gears just changed. It was something like that, but you could feel it. I remember watching this going, here we go. We're done. Yeah, yeah. um, it's a bit of a hard watch at times, especially in that first half with a lot of niggly shit and um, the constant mistakes. Um, the big difference was the ability for the Roosters to break the Tigers' defensive line. Like um, The way they were able to get the ball out wide and expose some of the uh, frailties out there from the, the Tigers' defensive line was was the main difference that I thought. Um, and the Tigers just didn't look like they were going to break the line for the majority of the game. Like it was, they were getting through their work and doing what they needed to do in the middle, but they didn't look to cause the Roosters they're, they're many they're problems they're, whatsoever. We talk, we've talked about the spine all the time and Appy being, Appy and Bull have been in two points of attack if if you even count them as two. Um, before, like, two good players, obviously, but yes. um, they actually need to go and find, like, they don't have outside backs either. Mm. They, they are a long way from being... The forward pack's fantastic. Great. Luke. Well, young Riley scored the first try, and he looks like he's got a little and bit about he's him. He's playing again, obviously. and we've seen Felady this week, uh, who has got all the sprooks through the junior reps and junior underage. Um, but they need to fill those holes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely they do. Um, I thought uh, Kiri was massive in this game for the Roosters. He was the one I was mentioning earlier. Got very, very little mentions and um, no super coach points, but... The way he was getting shooting that ball out to the edges to get the centers and the wingers involved, and they've only got him down for two tries. I don't know how the fuck he got put down for two tries. The bloke had three or four <laughs> minimum. Like the kick off the post, he got given one, and the cutout where I think he hit Tupu to score. So he got the swallow. They gave him to the inside. Look, the... Billy Smith, the, the tap on, I kind of understand, but it, he doesn't get put in that position without the, the no. lovely ball that Kiri threw and. Yeah, there was there was others, but <laughs> there are. there's only five tries. But yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I no, fair was, commentary. I thought he was um, massive in this game. But what game. he's understood finally in his last six weeks is he needs to get fresh early ball yep. to the best backline, arguably one of the best. I don't want to upset anyone in the competition. Well, a lot of a lot of the uh, the earlier season he was running for the sake of running and getting too yeah. close to the defence. Where that's now what they all just, were doing. He's just jagging it out there. It was almost like the directive from Robbo was, cheese is here now, let's all play Into direct. And now everyone yeah. played direct and no one went anywhere else. Like he does, He's good when he does it at times and his running game is very good. But um, sometimes you just got to get it out, give blokes one-on-one chances or even, you know, get them on the outside or mm-hmm. inside shoulder of someone and then back them to do their job. Um, yeah, I thought his passing was very good to get him into position. Riley was the best of the back five for the, the Tigers. Stefano, Appy and Papali all had very good games again, um, as they do. Bateman was the best of the Tigers. Lindsay Collins, uh, Wong and Billy Smith all had good games, I thought, uh, for the for the Roosters. Walker, 
If Riley doesn't score that first try, I get Walker at $22. God damn it. I know. Uh, what do you do? Mm. Scored for, he scored the first one for the Roosters. But, um, yeah, Walker, May, Nat Butcher were, start me and were very strong. <laughs> Radley and Kiri, I thought, were great. I thought they were mm -hmm. probably the two. Uh, uh, minus. Sue was the best player on the field. 200-odd metres, tackle busts all over the place. Um Looked at but, home at fullback. Played like a fullback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got put there for got, 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 50 minutes or whatever and it got was. I know uh, got flattered by these geeks, but oh. yeah. yeah, 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 I agree. Yeah. So I had Soa Lee for the three, I had Kiri for the two, and then I had either Bateman or Radley for the one. It was a game he needed to produce in a game like this to I guess, keep a few people quiet. It's funny now all of a sudden, um, now he, he you know, puts out a performance like you don't hear much about it. I mean, people are happy to slap, as we do. Yep. But at least we make a point, or I do, of turning around and saying, well, you showed me this week. He was throwing people around. He was carving through holes, uh, footwork, and yeah, physicality. I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. So go those numbers again. So we'll eat three, Kiri with the two, and I had Bateman or Radley for the one. Uh, give it to Victor. It's fine. Don't, I don't think uh, as, as good as John Air has been, I don't think we deserve any points. Fair enough. 29-18, the Broncos beat the Raiders in a game that was, I'm told, and I'm sure was much closer. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> the, oh, but if, if certain sin bins are done and this, that and the other, like, fuck off. It's three just, tries um, to six. People watch different footy to me. <laughs> three tries to six. Two out of three for the Raiders conversions and two out of six for the Broncos. One out of one penalty attempt for Canberra. One out of one field goal attempt for Brisbane. 78% completion played 72%. 529-plus running metres and 134-plus post-contact metres. Didn't write down who it was for. I'm assuming it was the Broncos. Who? Running metres and post-contact Running metres was 184 for Herbie. Jack, 140. No, no, total. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, you want post-contact? Four line breaks to nine. Talk amongst yourselves. 36 tackle busts to 40. 11 offloads to nine. Two out of two force dropouts from both teams. 334 tackles played 253 for the Broncos. Nine errors to 13. Seven penalties conceded to four. Four ruck infringements to three and a sin bin for Canberra. Walsh with 141 supercoach points. Cobbo with 118. And Elliot Whitehead with 102. He's pretty good, Whitehead. Uh, Herbie, 86 post-contact. No, no, I just wanted the totals for the sides. Oh. Who won the, oh, shit. the, um, the running metre battle. I'm pretty sure it Ford was Brisbane. 79 to Canberra, 613 to Brisbane. That's what was, you wanted. Yes, correct. Who was the fullback performance of the round? Was it Reese Walsh and why? Because he's good at footy. Thank you. All right, we'll see you around <laughs> next week. He's electric. Uh, just the way he lines well, up. Well, I'm just writing him or Ponga this week. footwork. No, nah, pretty sure it was Walsh. Yeah. Ponga was, Ponga was good, but um, a lot of the work was done outside of him as well. Mm -hmm. um, you know, through a couple of nice passes, there was some a couple of beautiful runs. But Walsh, um, half of Brisbane's, well, three quarters of Brisbane's points don't come if Walsh isn't out on the field. I think yeah. in this game, so I thought he was brilliant. Um, just as you're mentioning there before, uh, I'm sick of Ricky Stewart coming out after getting a fifth couple of 50-50 calls and then blowing up like a fucking four-year-old having a tantrum. Uh, seriously, you fucking... You were... Especially for a team... I don't really feel this, but you're right. 
Let me. Let there me wouldn't finish. even <laughs> be a fucking. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, like, fucking Ricky, you're an absolute fucking pinhead. Like, you scored zero tries to three in the second half. Maybe that was the fucking reason you lost the game of yeah. football because you let them score three tries and you fucking scored none. Like, might have had something to do with the reason that you fucking lost. <laughs> Seriously. They're, for a team that scraped by by two points for fucking 10, 12 games, you can't tell me that four or five of them wasn't fucking gifted well, can, to them. I can tell you two of them. That weren't gifted to the Raiders off fucking bad calls to the opposition. But he blows up. And you watch the fucking penalty count this week against Cronulla. You fucking watch what happens because Ricky's come out and had another yeah. one of his fucking tantrum. I don't even think he got fined, did he? No, they apologise. <laughs> they yeah, apologise. Fucking peanut. Anyway. Yeah, they apologise because he said fuck off or something. And, um... Yeah, because he swore at the cameraman. Yeah. And then the cameraman came out today and says, I'm glad I finally caught it because he does it pretty much every fucking week. <laughs> yeah, but then Crawley turned around and, and apologised. Said, uh, well, we shouldn't have been in his face. Uh, fuck me. Anyway, like, yeah, I just wish he'd turn around. Uh, have you ever, I can't remember the last time I've heard him turn around and go, well, we weren't good enough. Like, we, uh, yeah, no, he did because he yeah. walked out of the press conference after. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was a couple of weeks he ago when they got, said, oh, we got fucking, We're fucking shit. Yeah. And got up and walked out. Yeah. But uh, how often does that happen? Um, Whitehead had the best game I think I've ever seen him play in the NRL. He was fantastic, especially in that first half. A uh, couple of beautiful runs and offloads and passing that led directly to tries for the Canberra team. Um, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen him play that well. Off what I saw in uh, White and defensive efforts at centre, South might want to backflip out of this fucking contract rather than White and backflipping because he was fucking atrocious in defence. He was a big part of the reason Canberra lost this game. They came down that edge. I know Croker went off early and he got thrown into that centre position, but his defence was fucking disgraceful out there. They left blokes left, right and centre. I think he got beaten three times directly for tries. Like... He was good with the ball in his hand. Like he was, he made a lot of tackle busts. He did a lot of running. He was strong with the ball, but his defence was fucking talk, deplorable. He's much closer to being a lock than a centre these days. He's still got a tackle there, but at least he's in a channel where he can. And obviously he's thrown in there. He hasn't defended there for fucking since what Origin a year and a half ago. But yeah, but he went. He defended there a whole World Cup and looked like the greatest centre of all time. Yeah, true. Admittedly, and this is what people underplay. World Cup football is a drop down from um, yeah Reese Walsh running at you with Katoni Stags yeah, and yeah. fucking Cobo over on that yeah. <laughs> right well, edge. People carry on about it. Apart from apart from New Zealand, England, and Australia, which which international teams would even beat an NRL team? But that's a different story. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, three or four times he just got completely beaten. That led directly to tries. Um, yeah, Walsh was brilliant. You already I mentioned, mentioned that. Before he writes yeah. and he gets angry, yeah, the Samara out will be all right. But I know. <laughs> you know what I mean. You get my thing. I don't think Lebanon's beating fucking Penrith next week. Yeah. Yeah, Walsh was brilliant, as was the hit from Tarpanay on Walsh <laughs> when he decided <laughs> was, to use him as a crash. You watched it back again today. <laughs> I've seen it again. about 20 times. Yeah. <laughs> he decided to use Reese Walsh's body as a, crash te- as a crash test dummy and absolutely flog the shit out of him when he was hobbling around with cramps with a minute to go. <laughs> and absolutely, I, I love Reese Walsh's response. So fucking, yeah, probably deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, fuck around and find out. Yep. <laughs> exactly, he took it well. <laughs> and Tapano did fucking made him find out. Um, he'd probably be, <laughs> I'd say he'd still be pretty sore today after that hit. It's one of the biggest hits I've seen for a long time. It was, yeah, this was probably the highlight of the game, really. Um, Canberra were tough for an hour, 50, 60 minutes, as they generally are. Um, 
And they were probably as good as Brisbane in the first half, if not maybe better. If they had another creative op uh, cr creative player out there, they'd probably go in uh, in front by a try or two at halftime. Yeah, yeah. Let's um not underplay the fact that this was Canberra's best game in six weeks, maybe longer. They just don't have the creative opportunities in no. in their spine. Like it normally comes off a foggy kick or yeah. a big forward throwing an offload or you know, yeah. just a. A straight barge over from Hudson Young or Corey Osborough or Papa yeah. Lee or something like that, but they just don't have enough creative ball players in this in this Canberra side, um, and that's yeah another reason that they they didn't get away with the game because then you look back on the other other side of it, there was some um, really nice assists off Walsh with his with his passing game. Ezra Mam just that, they'd be pretty disappointed with that try. The two forwards just sort of standing there and he just busts straight for them and. Six points is a big difference in a game, you know, mm -hmm. as close as this one. Well, that one probably should have been stopped. And all, all <coughs> of Selwyn's tries, he had work to do, and he beat multiple blokes who had no particular interest. He's a in fucking superstar, man. Yeah. But <laughs> if you've got him in your team, you just feed him the ball as yeah. often as you possibly fucking can. Yeah. And it it helps with Stags out there as well because he draws attention with the way he runs that fucking super hard line running out there at centres and yeah. takes away... You know, um, takes away a bit of the pressure, but yeah, the, that right edge is probably close to the best, one of the best edges in the competition. It's the best be right edge. When you get Walsh floating out there, and yeah. uh, you got Ricky opportunities to hit Ricky Stags and Cobo. So, I guess yeah. well, we're going to find out <laughs> in terms of right edges. We have Crichton, Tuo, Cleary, Martin, Martin. They're, they're the two best, and it's no coincidence. Left edges is a longer list, but a lot of those left edges aren't playing. Sharks have got one, but it hasn't been, you know, they've been hit and miss this year, but you've got Ramey mm. and Katoa and Nakora out there on that right edge, mm. which has been pretty good. Yeah, mm. yeah so um, get into the players, I guess. The best of the back five was probably Kotrick for the Raiders. Um, as I said, Whiten was good with the ball in his hand, but his defence was horrible. Uh, Horsburgh, Tarpanay had very good games. The halves were okay. Um didn't create quite enough, but they, they did their job. And Whitehead was brilliant. Palacia, Haas, Jensen worked hard in the middle of the field. <coughs> but the Broncos seemed to stay away from the middle a little bit for mine. I think they, yeah. their plan They'll was definitely to, to get to the edges yeah. um, and attack those edges from the Raiders. The halves were a little quiet. Staggs had some nice touches. Flegler and Cobbo were great. And, yeah, Walsh was man of the match easily. I wonder if long-term, I know Hillsborough is a fantastic clean-up man, a fantastic, I won't see him again this year, he's a, he, but he's really getting into all the dirty dog stuff. Uh, not so much the dirty dog stuff, but the dirty stuff in the middle to clean up everyone's mess. He's been great at it. I wonder if they're better off trialling Tarpanay back at 13 just to create a bit more space and, and maybe try and make him a, like a, a Felidi Mateo. A, yep. Someone like that that can just be rangy and a John Sutton, someone like that, just a more not so much a ball player, but someone's going to have ball. Like if you stick around him, he create something. He's got, got a little bit of a pass in him, but yeah, definitely that but second I just phase need opportunity. Like that, yeah. I think when you don't have the others, that's maybe something. Uh, and that's not in any way a knock on Horsburgh because I always suggest that because he's been. And Horsburgh on an edge might get him a out of that little bit of extra aggression, yeah. aggressive stuff that he gets. He seems to get himself in trouble yeah. with a he's, little bit. He's been a but, fairly good boy lately. And he can target, you know, some of the smaller bodies out wide, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah just, it was just a random thought. 
as, as I'm prone to throw out. Um, Walsh, you said, yes, yeah, I agree. Cobo yeah. too? No, I had Whitehead for two. I thought what he did for the Canberra side, especially in that first half, was brilliant. Um, and as I said, best game I think I've ever seen him play in the NRL. And then I had Cobo with Flegler for the one. Uh, I'm going with Cobo, but just touch on Flegler quickly. He's, he's had a good year. Yeah, absolutely. Has. And he's obviously got the starting position now. I think he's in and around the origin. Yeah, he played, played origin. origion. played um, origin. But he started off the bench here, but now he's... He's he cemented himself as, as somebody who probably should be starting. Week in, yeah, week yeah, out. Um, fantastic in defence. He's um, so hard to stop with ball in the hand as well. He's got a bit of a... He's got an offload that we probably don't see as often as we should. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, it's funny, the way mate, they play but, their football. Uh, but. Some of Hudson White stuff. Uh, Hudson White. Hudson, yeah. <laughs> Elliot Whitehead stuff that he did. I was like, fuck, that's weird that Hudson Young's on the other side. Like, yeah, just, just uh, feel those sort of touches or where he broke play. So I, I'm okay with two to Whitehead. So. Yeah, Flegler was super strong in the middle and he showed up some of his, um, you know, I thought he was the best front rower on the field, realistically. He showed up the likes of Tarpanay, um, the. Papa Lee obviously got injured, but Payne Haas as well. I just thought he worked his absolute backside out and was fantastic. Yep. Um, cool. Yeah, agree. Uh, 40... Cobo or Flegler? Ah, uh, Cobo. Cobo. I think, uh, you know, if it had, if it had been catching catch falls, I wouldn't have, but yeah, they yeah. were no, all yeah. 100%. Um, outstanding tries. Outstanding tries. Uh, and we live in a world now where you've got to respect wingers for that. If you don't have wingers, that can especially do when that, you're you, busting three or four tackles yeah, to get you, to the line. You, you, yeah. If you don't have wingers, that, or at least one winger that can do that, you're you're behind the, the pace again now. When you look when you look through, yeah, what Azarko's produced, what Dallin's produced, what Kobe's produced, Young, Marzu, Young, Mulatalo at his best, yeah, yeah. Bizarre. Uh, anyway, forty-two twenty-four Sunday kicked off. In uh, this game, <laughs> so I was wondering what you were going to use there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was a game of footy. It was a game of footy. Four tries to seven, four out of four conversions for the dogs, six out of seven for Manly, one out of one penalty attempt for Manly. 76% completion played 79%, 107% plus running meters, and 118% plus post contact meters for the Manly side. Five line breaks to 12. 27 tackle busts for the Dogs, 44 for Manly. 12 offloads to four, one force dropout to two. A 40-20 for the Manly side, 308 tackles played 245. 10 errors apiece, five penalties conceded to six, one ruck infringement for, against both sides, One in, uh, two inside the 10 against the Manly team. DCE with 146 supercoach points, Cooler with 125, and Blake Wilson with 119. And Corey Woodell got to 104. Sorry, I'm just realising that. Not realising, just reading this quick scan through. Apparently, a pair of Canterbury Bulldogs players walked out of the club, but it doesn't tell me who. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Okay, for the first 10, 10 minutes and probably the last 25 minutes of this match, but the whole gap in the middle was woeful at times. Manly were, were very good uh, for the majority of the game. Dogs looked decent when they had when they held the ball and got it out to their wingers, like... Uh, Young Wilson and Josh Adokar had a couple of really nice moments where they broke into the backfield against against the Manly side. Um, didn't lead to a lot. A couple of times it did. But, um, yeah, to, they, they were good when they got it out there. And to quote uh, the Gump, Blake Wilson's the only bloke I'd feed from his Canterbury team. He was fantastic here. Uh, he, he, a bit even lucky he almost scores two or three tries himself. Yeah, Should absolutely. have set up a couple. 
I know Reed carried on about the one he had, but Reed overread that. That was a bad read. Very from good Reed. footwork. Uh, but strong um, pace. He looks as I said, I've liked him since I've seen him, and uh, he was he was great for them. The problem for them is they've just got no middle or either no intent to be a middle. Some of these blokes, they even the big boys that now are back, they're just not interested. Kick out looks barely above interested. Yep. Uh, I, I could almost suggest he couldn't get back to parents quick enough. I wouldn't be shocked if he's fucking playing finals for Penrith next year when they... Well, big parts of the game, the the defence from the Bulldogs was the gate, and the gate was open. Like, yeah. there was there was blokes just fucking careering through the right. middle of the field and blokes grabbing jerseys and slapping them on the back as they run past yeah. them. Like, it was atrocious. Um, some of those front row tries, the Sipley one... Admittedly, the Sipley one, I was sitting over there. He's yeah. been in great form for the uh, last yeah, month. Great. I was sitting there and I heard the call from the ground. It was forward and no one seemed to care. Yeah, I heard the, that too. <laughs> but no one seemed to care. Uh, but they, um, what they did really well is they took the, went into the line manly and um, sort of really nice to short in and out balls. Like um, went in, changes Olakowatu, changed the angle back a couple of times, DCE. Magic at it. Uh, his kicking was supreme, but it just pulled him apart. And once they were pulled, they had no interest in trying to put themselves back together. No. It was um, it, it was fun to watch. It was easy to watch uh, as a supporter, but it was soft football, to be honest. Manly clocked off with 20 minutes to go. There was yeah. a couple of a couple of those tries were pretty good from the dogs, actually, at the back end of the game where they, um, there was a lot of... You know, uh, ad-lib footy and the ball being tossed around and the outside backs to create... Holes and opportunities well, for some guys, but Flanagan actually came on and offered a, a bit of a point of attack um, that complemented Sexton it, it wasn't and bad, um, and read a little bit and just being able to offer out the back and 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 move stuff around. So that well, actually, yep. they did score the last two tries, but um, they it made them look a little bit better. So I still don't know what that means. Now they're going to. I don't want to suggest perhaps you try those two together and. Burton or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the forward battle was okay. Um, probably sh- mainly shaded them in the middle of the field. Uh, defensively, was completely yeah. opposites. But, Simply um, owned them. Olakwatu was good. Olakwatu was good in not his usual way. More of a some nice slide of hand. He had his moments, yeah. but um, the rest of them, I thought, it was, it, par- it was about again, on par. It was about again. The the manly side decided that they were going to go wide and they yeah. were going to crucify the <laughs> the edges of. It was more the edge of the ruck where the the opportunities came and then they finished it out wide. Cooler and um, Saab in full flight is an absolute <laughs> fucking thing to watch. I absolutely love seeing those two blokes hit their their full pace. And Cooler looked as quick as I've seen him all year. Yeah. A couple of times here playing yeah. at fullback, being out, offered opportunities to get on the outside of people and just absolutely left them standing still as he ran it, past it, them. It's amazing to have someone like Saab when you make a, 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 a early field break and you know you got him inside. And he's just motoring it's along just, on the inside. <laughs> and I, th- I think the first try, like, he had to run for about two steps. He ran and he went, I'll run one more step and then, but, yeah, I, I'm the same. I like, there's something about that that excites me. It's a, the creative cool. match-up was won by a million miles by um, DCE and Croker again. Very good with his um, slider hand out of dummy half and positioning his forwards to into half mm-hmm. holes and they, if they're good enough, they break it open and... Uh, Go flying through the middle. Yep. So very clever yeah. forty twenty along the way. Absolutely. Uh, what did we have here? I thought King, Avarillo and Sexton were, were good for the dogs. Wilson was um yeah, their best as you said, and Woodell was a bit of a standout in the middle of the field. He had really had a crack in this game. 
Vega and Bullymore were decent for, for the Manly side. They both put in a decent shift. Olakawatu and Croker had had very good games. Uh, Sipley and Cooler were fantastic, but it was the DCE show. He had it on a string. He was he was the one that was uh, throwing the balls that put the guys into space consistently throughout this game. And he, he, I'm pretty sure he would have been assisting pretty much every line break that Manly, yep. <laughs> that Manly set up in this game. And his uh, kicking game's always top shelf. Kick game shop shelf. And, he, and his clever running chiming in scored himself a try, didn't it? Was it disallowed? He did score. He did score, yeah. Um, yeah, he was fantastic. Three to him, two to Kula. Yep. One to Sipley. Or Wilson in a beaten yeah, side. Yeah, I know. I'm really, really tempted. Who cares? Give it to Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to cost anyone a... It might have been Sipley's only point for the year. It might no, I think we gave him we've one given a couple, a couple of weeks back. And he has been <laughs> very good. Yeah, especially uh, the last month. Uh, I'm interested to see, where, I assume DC is going to be half back of the year by a landslide when we get to our Daggy Emma Award. We've got that award show coming up too. SJ. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> might be a landslide because SJ will probably win the whole lot. DC runs top four, I reckon. There you we go. gave one, two, I'm pretty sure. Be really close because mm. Painhouse, Mr. Chunk, uh, he'll be up there. Trying still. to think, I'm just trying to think with no with no prior knowledge. Painhouse will be up there. Carrie going to be up there. Carrie going to be up there. Uh, Walsh will be up there. Torhu would have a few points. Torhu or Blake would have a few. Torhu gets lots of points. But ones they and take twos. a few off each other. I don't. So. I don't think we see any Penrith players up there. Nico's would have had a fair few man of the no, matches, yeah, but Nico, he wouldn't course. be at the top. He's probably got thirty points from his ten matches this year, so. <laughs> he's only missed four games. <laughs> anyway, um, he's probably up. But there. I don't even think he gets thirty. There's, uh, he's been left out a few times and no. had ones and twos here and there. So. Do you want to get but straight into this? You want to be before you get SCG. into the uh, SJ? You want to be before you get to this one? SCG. Yes. Okay. All right. He's stacked up. He's got his tall boy there and uh, scaled half a bottle or something. We will get to we'll talk about thirty dude and six. This happened. Did. The Sharks got uh, dismantled by another top eight team, David. Did. Six tries to one, four out of six conversions, played one out of one for Cronulla. 85% completion, played 66% completion, which is probably an indicator. 517 plus run metres and 178 plus post-contact metres for the Newcastle. Nine line breaks to two, 61 tackle bust, played 28 Miss 61 tackles and see how you go winning a game of footy. Nine offloads to five. Three force dropouts to zero. 322 tackles played 441. Seven errors to 14. Three penalties conceded to eight. One inside the 10 against the Sharks. Ponga with 128 supercoach points. Clune with 105. Then you had four other players before you got to Connor Tracy on 71 for the Cronulla side. Uh, first half an hour, there's a lot of attack thrown from both sides. Um... Some really good opportunities created and um, probably four or five tries saved in that first half an hour. <laughs> from, you know, at least three from the Sharks and one or well, two the from, from the up, Newcastle um, side. The thing is, my, my first blow of notes was wrapping the Sharks' attack because mm. um, I really like, and I've said it before, what Trimble and Tracy have brought to the team. They're much more direct. They hit some yep. nice holes. And as you say, they saved two or three tries there. That um, on another day they score and it's a t it's a different game altogether. So I just want to make a quick point of doing that, and I'm going to let you back. 
The Sharks also um, pulled Dominic Young over the sideline twice, and there was another one that they held yeah, up uh, close to the line. So this could have been <laughs> this could have been 30, 30 plays twenty at halftime, or something yeah. like something similar. But it was six all at halftime, and um, both teams scrambled really well in that the first. Intensity half. was good. It felt it, it felt good. like a proper game. They were built into each other. Yeah. It was um, it was a very good game um, in the first half, at least. Big turning point for mine, I thought, was um, when Nakora was um, denied by his own forearm. <laughs> obviously, probably a bit biased as a shark supporter, but when you go down with the ball flat on your forearm and the forearm lands flat on the on the in goal line, and that tiny bit of ball couldn't fucking find a bit of grass. He yeah, held up by his own forearm, and then he ends up dropping the ball over the line. Uh, all the energy seemed to go out of the sharks, and they just sort of. It seemed to me like they just went, fuck, this isn't our night. Newcastle kicked it up a gear and really started to control the field position and uh, the field, the the ball possession and field position. Sharks felt like for the next 60 minutes they were running off their line. Like for, for an hour, all they were doing is tied, picking what, the ball what, up in the corner and trying to get to the end of the set. I can't say they're the worst because there are worse teams in them, but when they get tied, their gaps get big. Yeah. They, whatever their structure is, they and, and we saw it through that, flat spot whenever it was 12 weeks ago where that sort of two three pairs out yeah, yeah. there was just gaping holes just like you know wounds opening up and we saw this is the first time i've seen it since then uh, guess what uh, coincides with moylan coming back into the fucking side no, <laughs> got absolutely burned by ponga and added pretty much fuck all uh, in either side of the ball like he yeah. wasn't running. He wasn't passing. He was basically did a couple of kicks, and um, his defence is fucking horrible. Yeah, he just doesn't have the speed to cover the gaps on either side, so- either shoulder. His inside shoulder's fucked. Yeah. So as soon as you run on his inside shoulder, you just blow that apart. And on his outside shoulder, he's not quick enough to stop people anymore. Yeah. So if you get if you get on his outside shoulder, he's <laughs> good luck. He's not probably not going to chase you down and tackle you either. So just Damon Moylan, <laughs> if that bloke's playing in any NRL team. In the next couple of years, you just dame at him every game. They, right? they know that he won't be playing NRL next year. You wouldn't think so. But, uh, um, and, and you feel you felt I felt a bit sorry for McGuinness at the back end working his absolute ring out. Yeah, he, he was he, fast. He misses <laughs> the and he misses the, uh, the last. I think the last couple of tries were through him. Yep. Um, but he was cooked by that stage. So. Yeah. Um, after after that uh, disallowed try, the next thirty minutes, Sharks barely had another attacking opportunity. They're just working it off their own line. It doesn't help when you drop the ball every five or six minutes in a game. Like <laughs> again, it's the same story it's been for the entirety of the year. Missing a tackle every minute and a half, and then fucking dropping the ball every five or six minutes. You're not going to beat fucking just about anybody unless you get you know unless they're giving you the same opportunities that you're giving them. But um, yeah, just. Gave way too many opportunities to Newcastle. Newcastle were good. Newcastle were clinical. They played smart footy, both sides of the ball. They're very physical. Um, likes of Frizzell was belting the fuck out of people out on that side of the field. Bradman Best was running over the top of guys out on the left-hand side. Marzu was doing front rowers work and then barging over people to score tries as well. Uh, I thought Newcastle were fantastic and you have to, you know... Uh, you do have to turn around and obviously uh, give the opposition their props when they are, when they play really good football, and that, that's why it blew out as far as it was. Yeah, the Sharks. Well, against... good teams have that last gear where they can find in twenty minutes, and they found it. Yeah, like yeah. they could have got the cruiser and won their sixteen six, or you know. And against know. a lot of other teams, it would have been twenty four plays ten or something like yeah, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the Sharks were horrible for big parts yeah. of the game, but 
Um, yeah, Newcastle just really ramped it up, went to that left edge continually with uh, Bradman Best and Marzu out there, and they, they caused all sorts of problems. Gay guy on the other side of the field was making Ramian look like a goose. Oh, no, no it wasn't Ramian. No, he's the one out. Talakai. made Talakai just look hopeless at times. Uh, Mulatano came in off his wing two or three times and got burnt by Dominic Young yeah. on his outside. Like, yeah, the, the outside backs for the Sharks, for how good they can be, they were they were very bad in this game up against a, a pretty good opposition. Newcastle will trouble some of these teams. I think the, the more I think about this, and I've been a little bit with, I was with them at the start, I've been off them, with them again. I think they're capable of running top. Like when we get to. They're capable of making that elimination final. Is limit whatever the fucking well, final gone four from, is. They've gone from looking like fucking winning the wooden spoon yeah. to running fifth. And they yeah. can't run any and lower they will, than they fifth. They'll be there in the second last week. <laughs> yes. I, I, I would back them to beat the Warriors. That's the prelim final, yeah. So whatever semi, they call the old it. Whatever they fucking call yeah. it. The week, I, I can't remember. The week before the grand final. Grand final qualifier. They, they're on the That's right side of the draw to avoid days. all the shit. They beat Souths. They're going to beat the Roosters. Cowboys. Roosters is the, the Roosters is the only team that will trouble them. They'll beat the cat. They've tied up the Roosters. They've already tied up the Sharks. The Cowboys, Canberra, Canberra, Canberra don't matter. Um, so they're going to go deep. Sharks at their absolute best can trouble teams as well. But they're going to have to. They they're going to have to. They beat, don't put their best on the field. They're going to have to have the game of lives against often. probably the Warriors or Melbourne in between. Yeah, uh, and they can beat either team. I yeah, think absolutely. Uh, It'd be a great story if they did make it. It'd be a great story if they won a comp because then I'd have to watch that fucking Darren Albert try for the five <laughs> billionth time. Fuck me, I'm overwatching that. Ponga obviously now is a bit that, of a worry with the, the shoulder injury. The fucking Peter Siddle hat trick and Shane Warne's first ball in England. I would be happy if I never saw her again. My God. It's <laughs> anyway. Hey. I'll watch the Warney ball again. But I've yeah, the other two. Um. Yeah, there's, there's so many better balls too. I would watch the air him bowl Andrew Strauss behind his legs. Yeah, yeah, Another yeah. seven billion times. Anyway, yeah. um, Ponga injury is a bit of a worry for him, depending on how long he's out for. And, and um, everything I just said is relying on Ponga, yeah. Hastings, absolutely, and the other bloke that's got a new here somewhere. Yeah, Brazil. Yeah, gay guy, best. But yeah, um, there was nothing wrong with the tackle. I thought from uh, Ramian that obviously put the injury in. Everyone's zero did, injury. Common, commentators were talking about it being late. And he dead set hit him the moment he let go of the ball. I actually don't understand <laughs> even, how people, because ha, he hit how him those hard. same commentators. And then they were talking about, oh, it was late, Ponga. and then it was high. And no, and no, then we're making excuses when Mitch Moses got his head taken off. Mm. Or we're making excuses for, we're a higher, uh, we're a fucking Jared <laughs> yeah, on Appy. Or, or like... What do these people watch? Maybe hit him like right in the middle of the bicep and hit him yeah, the yeah, moment I, he let go I, of the ball. I had no issue. And he just that. hit him hard and hurt him. Yeah. So, like, yeah. anyway. Move on. Uh, move on. Okay. Uh, no, from, yeah, like, yeah. it upset me if I keep talking. Another one with the Sharks. The six blokes miss five tackles. Like, you can't do that and win a game of footy. It's just, you know, Moylan was a passenger. Eight minutes into the, yeah, the second half, Ponga runs 60 metres off a kick return. Beat four or five blokes and just streaks down the middle of the field. That was the moment I went, okay, we're not winning this game today. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hamlin Ueli, eight missed tackles. Oh, yeah. He was okay with ball in hand, but yeah, you had the likes of Graham, McGuinness, um, Moyland all missing five, six, seven tackles. Ueli with eight. Um, but yeah. Uh, Nakora, Bailey, and Graham throw Trindle in there. They played decent. Tracy was very good. Um, mm-hmm. He's been a very good addition there at fullback. Um, what do you do with him next year? I don't know. 
centre and move Telekai out? Yeah, has, has to. But Telekai's, this is another point I wanted to make. Telekai's defence is fucking soft as anyone I've seen. Yeah, he doesn't move left or right. And he doesn't particularly tackle su- very hard. Unless so. he surprises someone and belts them. Yeah. His defence is soft as. Like, he gets yeah. pushed off by halves and centres. And, yeah. you know, the bloke that's that size should be ripping in and cutting people in half. Yeah. But his defence is very soft. He always seems to be on the back foot and moving the wrong way. And He might be. He will be better off off the bench next year, actually. I would imagine that's probably where... Turn him into Hazleton yeah. and then go back and... Make Put Hazelton into the front row. Yeah. Make him play center. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least be able to grab blokes that are two foot away <laughs> from right, him. Come here. <laughs> Very good. Um, Rudolph, 40, 47 tackles in 42 minutes. <laughs> he only made five or, five or six runs or something. But uh, side fuck note, he was what, about, what about they found the one bloke from the Sharks to the pilot ad? <laughs> Who do you reckon they picked? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, that was well done. Our man Rudolph, yes. Um, Brayley's in there too, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a different one. But yeah. He's Brayley and Graham. <laughs> um, and McGuinness was great for the Sharks. He busted his ring out, as you said. He got very tired at the back end of the game, but it was brilliant. Um, young Marzu Frizzell had, all had strong games. Elliot had a very good game. Uh, so, did, so did Bradman Best. Clune was fucking great. Like he's stepped straight back in and looked like a, or every bit of a first grade halfback since he's come back into this team. Um, gay guy Ponga, they were brilliant. Yep. They just yeah. Fantastic. What's Clean been through? He's been through what he went. Oh, Rooster, and Dylan Rooster's Lucas. Dream. Dylan Lucas was fucking phenomenal. Yes, we, we've that been talking about kid kids with someone. We, we, how many times in the last four years have we said this kid's got something about him? Yeah. He's got something about Absolutely him. worked himself to a standstill. Ended up scoring that try and then got the, the wooden legs on because both legs cramped up <laughs> at the same time. Poor bus. <laughs> I can't, I can't, wait, I can't wait for Casey minutes. Badger to cramp up in the 65th minute on <laughs> Sunday afternoon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually gave him two points. I had Pong with three, Dylan Lucas with two, and then I had Gay Guy with the one. Or Badman Best. But. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I'm just thinking. Dago was a big part of um, Young's tries, and yeah. Ponga, yeah, go with it. Ponga, Ponga, Lucas, Gago. He's had a phenomenal year. Mm. Apart from like two weeks, a couple of question marks. Apart from like two weeks, apart from that one game where, um, and it was right before Origin. Unfortunately, was it? No, someone owned him, and he got dropped for Origin. Yep. Thank you, Ray. And alrighty, that is it. That is a look back across all eight games. Where are you feeling? How are you feeling going into the preview show with the your old nemesis, the Canberra Raiders, looking at um, taking the shot? Considering how well they played last week, yeah, it was definitely no, concerned. Yeah, <laughs> um, both teams with the with their game on uh, with their season on the line. Sharks can possibly fall out, but unlikely, depending on what what other things happen. Um, we, don't, we haven't beaten them in the last nine or ten games, so <laughs> you have to have every bit of concern that they, that they don't get up here. The good thing is that they're at home. Uh, Nico's been named to play, which is a big part of the Sharks' attack. Um, but if they miss 61 tackles, they'll probably get flogged against a team that has very little attack. Yeah. Anyway. That's probably the only thing that um, makes me a little feel a little more secure is that the Sharks should have more points in them than the than the Canberra side. But. 
let's uh, talk about that next show. Let's wrap up this show. Have you got a pot plant of the week? I have nothing at the moment. I okay. need to go and find that. Uh, I Okay. Oh, I've got to take a minute. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Barney, have you got a pot plant, a player slash team that would be better served by being a nursery? Yeah, Josh Kerr from the Dragons. Their hip drops, it's been like, you know you can't swing around and do that kind of thing. You, you made 12 tackles and um, about five runs in the space of about 40 minutes and then managed to get himself sent off for 10 minutes, which really cost the Dragons in their their um, in their matching, in their matchup. A bit hard to find a pot pant this week. I don't think there was any atrocious performances, but there was a few that were pretty poor. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm just sort of going to – I don't want to throw Panthers juniors under the bus because that's not fair at all. Mm. So I'm thinking – I'm just going to say the Dolphins outside backs of pot plants because uh, we saw it coming. Gaps were there. They got exploited. Uh, yeah. what, what can I say? It's a, it's a tricky week for pot – and next week might be the most unfair pot planning of all time. <laughs> There could be a thousand pop. Uh, if you've got a slap. Yeah, Churchill. Rob Churchill from the text message sent into, was it Nick and Pappas? He and he went out of his way to sell to the, send to the media as well. So and then sent a second message adding just a, even a bit I more just about he's it. he's just a cranky bloke at the RSL. Fucking oh, he's pissed up. and obviously exactly. he's got, um, he's a, a Latrell hater obviously. He's asking about where the myth is and how he stands up for his culture more than the club and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Blokes have ups and downs in their in their playing career, and that's what, you know it is what it is. I only have a slap to the mainstream media, and it's not necessarily for any of that, which you could slap them for all the time. But I am just slightly baffled by how it took them two months to realise Souths were cooked. When I was saying it two months ago, <laughs> trying to make excuses for them talking about their travel schedule, and how they all insisted if you go back watch those previews that Canterbury will make the eight. Uh, and never even looked likely uh, based on what we saw. And if you go back, you can go back and listen if you haven't already, uh, and we'll do it again next year. The five-hour season preview will pretty... I tipped the dogs pretty, to finish eighth, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't. But. <laughs> but, uh, but I might have tipped the Tigers, so we're not always right. But anyway, I don't know how it took them so long to Jerry that South were gone. Same as Bulldogs, but now they've just turned on both because why? Uh, we can't be wrong. It must be their fault. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now they've stuck the boot in them, which is a nice change from sticking the boot in the wooden spooners. Uh, in terms of a salute, as we like to finish on a good one, I'm going to salute Gutho. Yeah, last game of the year comes out uh, missing their, you know, missing their main man. Uh, not much to play for on one leg, and produces a performance like to beat the potential premiers, the last, the defending two-time premiers, and uh, I thought it was outstanding. So I'm going to give it to Clint Gutherson. Uh, luckily, I don't have to get outraged about him winning to referees this week. <laughs> Reese Walsh. He's been doing it all year, but just another clinical performance, uh, ball in hand. Well, we can't say clinical because he does make errors, but he's just that X factor and provides so many opportunities for his outside men to, to score tries and uh, creates a whole lot of um, chaos in the middle of the field on his own as well. So, yeah, brilliant performance from Reese Walsh this week. Absolutely. This has been Footy and Frothy's breaking news. Jared Ware Hargraves has been found guilty oh, and will miss surprise, seven games, which surprise. I believe is pretty close to the modern record. Who got? Yeah, got, I think there was a nine or something. Someone got eight, yeah. I think, is a record. So he's he's out till what would that be round? Uh, 
round five, round well two, depending on internationals. If they don't make the game, uh, I suppose there's three or four New Zealand games. I think at the end of the year, so he'll miss a couple, two or three rounds next year. Yeah. Uh, So as suggested, he misses all of that, and uh, we are going to come back shortly and preview round 27 of the National Rugby League that we've never done before. As a podcast, <laughs> never done, and nobody's ever done exactly. Uh, and we're also going to suggest you go and buy some merch from uh, rugbyleaguemerch.com some hats, beanies, steins, all that sort of good stuff. Thanks for all the feedback that keeps coming in through social media, Facebook threads, X, and uh, YouTube. And subscribe to us on all those mediums, and we'll be talking to you very soon. See you guys.